I want to take a moment as uh, we prepare to move into our homily. Throughout this Advent season, we're going to have a few guest speakers who will be sharing on each of the themes of Advent. And today is hope. And we have with us today Christy Gordy. Christy is someone known to many of us. Uh, Christy and Joe have been longtime members of the parish community, but recently moved into the city. And so uh, we prayed and blessed them and sent them into their new church community a few months ago. But now we already have Christy back. She's going to be sharing with us some of what is happening at Canopy Life. Many of you know Canopy Life, which is the organization Christy founded and runs, and she's going to be sharing a lot about what they are doing this Advent season and how we as a parish community can come alongside, can partner, and can support the work happening at Canopy Life as a way of shining a little light of the great light uh, into our world in a time that's been marked with a lot of darkness. And so Christy's going to share about that here in just a moment. Uh, to set the stage for her, we will read from the Gospels. And so we're going to read from Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 through 16. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. With that, I'm going to send it over to Christy, and she's going to share with us this morning. Hey, everybody. So good to see your faces. Can you all, can you all hear me okay? All right, <laughs> so good to see your faces. And I'm gonna keep you all on gallery so I can see everybody's face. Um, no, no one has to go on video that doesn't, but I have a few questions for you. So if your video is off, just do the digital thumbs up, uh, give me a thumbs up or down. Um, who has their Christmas decorations up already? <laughs> who had them up last weekend? <laughs> okay, did anyone have them up even before that? Like the day after Halloween <laughs> or anything? <laughs> Um, minimum, how many of you have broken your personal record for when Christmas decorations went up this year? Anybody? I personally broke my record. Uh, there have been so many people <laughs> this year who are putting up their decorations way earlier than normal. Um, I definitely have. I am a diehard day after Thanksgiving-er, uh, not a day before. But this year, my whole house inside and out was decorated last weekend, and Joe and I are getting the tree today. Uh, we would have gotten it earlier, but we get a real one, and so I wasn't sure if it would be anything more than kindling if we got it <laughs> the week before Thanksgiving. Um, I just started asking, like, why? And not only why, but, like, it's been this whole communal shift, and no one's even blinking an eye. Like, I saw a meme of a or a picture of the Chick-fil-A in Athens had like full out Christmas decorations like three weeks before Thanksgiving and everyone was like, yes, <laughs> you know? Um, like I was trying to figure out why no one's even blinked at it. Uh, normally there'd be all this criticism and I have a hypothesis. I think it's because we're all longing. I think we're longing for so many things that the Christmas season, the Advent season offer us. I think we're longing for comfort we need to tend to all the grief that's been lost of the things that have been lost this year. And we've lost a lot. We're longing for joy. 
a shift away from that angry, cynical, heated conversations or thoughts or interactions we've been having. Uh, we're longing for beauty, the kind that restores us, that heals our trauma. And as simple as it may seem, sparkly lights and warm fires and beautiful trees, that beauty offers healing to us. Um, we're longing to come together. We've been distant, of course, physically due to COVID, but also, as you well know, divided in so many other ways this year. And we're longing to come together. We're longing for presence and all the kids go, yes, <laughs> but no, that's not what I mean. We're longing to be present. Um, people have dove into social media and online interaction in unprecedented force due to the pandemic. Uh, but we're longing to not just sit on the couch together while we look at our cell phones and talk to a hundred other people or hear about everybody's day on Instagram other than our families um, to carry all those stories that are not even in our living room. Uh, we're, we're wanting to be present instead of looking at the news or worrying about what's coming or not coming. And, and we're longing for love, um, especially for those of you whose love languages is gifts, but for all of us, gifts given and received at Christmas remind us that people care that they know us, that they know what we want and are willing to give us, um, are willing to love us by giving it to us. And I don't know about you, but I'm longing for some simplicity, you know, as a, I'm an Enneagram four, for those of you who know your Enneagram number, and I know a lot about longing. That's pretty much like, you know, we're made up of 90% water and 90% longing. That's <laughs> kind of how Enneagram fours are made up and a healthy four will lean into these longings and eventually use it as a slingshot to create some beauty in the world. All the beauty and creations that fours come up with, it's an addressing to our longing. And so I'm gonna wield my Enneagram four powers right now <laughs> to predict that I actually think our longing goes much, much deeper than even those things I just mentioned. And you're probably like, whoa, even those things you just mentioned were like, oh, I wasn't even thinking about that. I just wanted to put my lights up. Uh, but my Spidey Enneagram Spidey senses say that we are actually finally experiencing that true longing that has been connected to the idea of Advent for centuries. And we may have thought we understood this longing in years past, but due to COVID and the elections and racial pain and unrest and our collective loss this year, we're experiencing that longing much more tangibly than ever before. Um, the beautiful thing about Advent is that these longings are connected to promise. Um, the Advent longing for hope, I'm going to go through the candles real quick, don't, you know, the Advent uh, longing for hope is connected to the promise of hope, a hope that doesn't change, that isn't deferred, like election results or vaccines coming out, you know, it's a, the Advent longing for joy is connected to the promise of his joy. Uh, the kind that is found in his presence, in the promise that he is always working together for his glory, for our good, the kind of joy that gives us strength. Um, the Advent longing for love is connected to the promise of his love, the kind that is present and generous and selfless, where we belong, where our trauma is cared for rather than ignored, where our pain is seen. Um, the Advent longing for peace is the promise of peace, the kind that comes from rest, trusting and resting in his sovereignty to handle all the uncontrollable things around us. And I just, I really think we're longing for the promise of Advent more tangibly this year 
than we ever have before. The dictionary defines Advent as the arrival, the arrival of a notable person, thing, or event. And you guys know this, I'm preaching to the crowd, but uh, to the choir, but it also has this impression of much de desired, never before seen arrival. Um, it has an essence of expectant waiting and preparation of longing. And there's a quote by Dietrich Bonhoeffer I don't, I don't know if we have a slide for this, but he says, the celebration of Advent is possible only to those who are troubled in soul, who know themselves to be poor and imperfect, and who look forward to something greater to come. I'm going to say that one more time because I know for visual, maybe you didn't stick with all of it. The celebration of Advent is possible only to those who are troubled in soul, who know themselves to be poor and imperfect, and who look forward to something greater to come. <laughs> when I read that, I was like, man, I don't know about you, but it feels like we're more poised than ever <laughs> to understand the true hope of the Advent season. Uh, the challenge with that is that this kind of troubled in soul is kind of rare, at least for people from our Alpharetta context, our, you know, North Atlantic, uh, uh, North Atlanta context. It's this kind of self-awareness the those who know themselves to be poor and imperfect it is fairly new to us especially in america where we value self-sufficiency and independence and success and abundance we reject any kind of awareness of poor and imperfect and we're a little undisciplined at taking advantage of the opportunities that come with feeling troubled or poor and imperfect um you know this summer as jordan mentioned joe and i moved down to uh, Southeast Atlanta, I'm a door away from my sister. We love being near family. Um, but this home is larger than our little town home that we moved out of. And in the midst of the very stifling season of COVID, I threw myself into making it home. Um, typically, this is one of my favorite, most <laughs> life-giving outlets. I love making a space practical but full of simple beauty and comfort. And I love the extra challenge to do it affordably. Um, and I entered this project with more than I've ever had before. I mean, more to spend, better bones to work with, more time, thanks to you know all of the staying at, working from home, staying at home. I had more time and room for inspiration than I've ever had. But as I threw myself into it, I just kept continually coming up empty. I mean, I don't mean to say we're I'm not sitting on a folding chair or anything like we <laughs> the home is coming together it's comfortable uh where it's within budget it's beautiful it's practical all the boxes um but it just wasn't answering that thing that my soul was really longing for um i came to the spot where i had to admit that my soul my soul in the midst of all of the grief and burdens of this year was longing for something that only jesus could fill. It was his simplicity, his beauty, his presence and comfort. It was his peace, not the peace that my environment would create that I was longing for. And I knew that if I was feeling this way, others were feeling the same way and maybe not even realizing it. Um, and I also realized I would be tempted to do the same thing at Christmas, uh, to throw myself into decorations and cozy and family time and gift giving and the nostalgia rather than be truly transformed and renewed by the Advent season, a season that is rooted in what my heart is really longing for, peace, hope, joy, really the longing for Christ the King, for Christ to be King over our environment. And 
Um, it doesn't mean I couldn't enjoy the fun and comfort of the season. I mean, my decorations are already up. I'm rearing, ready to go for gingerbread making time with the nieces and nephews. Um, but I was really challenged to embrace the promise of Advent, which meant that my hope for relief would not be placed in any of those things. It would be placed in Jesus and the longings would be fulfilled in the promises of Jesus, not in the circumstances around me. And, and that can be hard. It seems, it, it seems to be hard. Um, it seems like focusing on being poor, troubled in spirit, imperfect, that thinking about those things will take the fun out of the season, but it really doesn't have to be. In fact, it's really the opposite. It doesn't have to be scary or hard or time consuming. It definitely doesn't have to be alone. In fact, it's a beautiful gift to offer others to invite them into a place where their hopes and comfort and joy can be anchored in Christ the King, in the real hope of Advent. So this Christmas, um, Canopy Life is doing several things to raise money for what we need in 2021. Many of you are already a part of our support system and have already received our giving catalog for Giving Tuesday, which is in a couple of days. But in light of all that stuff that I just talked about, the journey that I've been on this year, we wanted to do something a little different, a little grassroots movement to share this idea to offer real comfort and joy to people, to remind ourselves of the hope that anchors us and satisfies our longings, to remind ourselves of the incredible promise of the Advent season. So we launched something called the Little Light. Uh, Jordan thought it would be a, that the parish getting involved would be a great way to rally around the truth of Advent while helping Canopy, but also while reaching out to our community and those we love. So here's how it works. By now you've received some version of a little light. There's a couple different versions going around. There's a glass one and a copper one and a pottery one. Uh, we're not selling these. You can't purchase one for yourself. It can only be given to you. And as a recipient of the little light, you're invited to join in our little light moments. Starting on December 2nd, we're gonna send the email out every Monday, Wednesday and Friday of December until Christmas. It's a one to two minute video of someone sharing an Advent prayer or blessing or scripture. A lot of them are being done by people in the parish. Um, and they'll just be a moment a couple times a week to anchor your longing in the promise of the Advent this season. And we hope that this gift and the prayers will be a comfort and joy to you and your family this holiday. But the fun part is that we want you to share a little light with others and invite them should they choose into the moments of prayer and blessing as well. So for every $25 donated to Canopy Life, we're gonna send three lights, little lights, out to whomever you choose, you tell us. Uh, this will invite them in to share with the prayers if they want, It'll, they'll receive the emails. Um, and they in turn will also have a chance to pay it forward and send little lights out to others. Um, so we just encourage you, think of sending one to the grandma you haven't seen all year due to quarantine or to the co-worker who you haven't seen in person because <laughs> you've been only seeing them virtually, uh, send it to your neighbor. Uh, but we also encourage you, if you want, to use this opportunity to bridge our differences and start to come together. Um, in our world this year, we've been so clear what we're against, and we would love you to use this opportunity to show people that you're for them. So pray about sending one to a relationship that's strained from the tensions of this year. Uh, maybe someone that you disagree with or even someone you've been tempted to hate this year. You can send it anonymously <laughs> if you'd like, or you can send it with your name on it. Um, just let us know. 
the funds raised are going to help us grow what we're doing in Kenya. But our hope is that it will be used by God in this season to begin healing our own souls and also those of the people we love and even those of the enemies that we struggle to love. Um, I absolutely love the scripture reading today. I was thinking as we went through the first couple of minutes, I was like, man, I don't even need to talk. I just need to tell them about the candles because literally every song in scripture spelled out this idea. Um, Matthew 5, you know, or the Isaiah scripture, to those who have been in great darkness, they have seen a great light. Um, the Matthew 5 scripture that says we are the light of the world. And those just... Um, they, they pair each other just so well that, or actually the Matthew five is like, let your light shine. We just have this beautiful opportunity in Advent. And I think a more palpable way than ever to rest in the great light of the child that was born to anchor our hope in that light, to know that the sun given is the answer to our longings. And we have a really needed opportunity to offer that light, just a little light, a reflection of that great light to others. And Canopy would love to be here to help you make both those things happen. So that is our invitation to you in this Advent season. And I'm gonna kick it back over to Jordan. Thanks, Christy. Well, I think you can see uh, why we love Christy and Joe so much. Um, the work that is happening at Canopy Life is deeply meaningful work. And so I just want to piggyback on what Christy just said. Um, and thank you for, for sharing your Advent process with us, Christy, because it's so relatable, uh, I think, to, to so many of us. And I, so I want to piggyback on what you said and encourage us to get involved with what they are doing through these little light candles. Uh, as Christy said, there is so much in the world right now that is antagonistic, that is discouraging, that is pessimistic, and we have a chance as reflections of, uh, of the great light of the world to our world uh, to share a little light. And so Mike's going to share in just a few minutes practically how we can get involved with what Canopy Life is doing. We'll give you a website address. We'll share some of those logistics. But I cannot encourage you enough to get involved in that, both for the way that that will spread light to our community and those in our lives, but also as a way of supporting Canopy Life. I want to encourage you to give above and beyond that to support Canopy Life as well. Um, and the, the really meaningful work that is happening in Kenya through Christy and through her team at Canopy Life. Okay, uh, having said that, we'll get to those logistics in a few minutes, but we want to uh, move toward the table. And so for those of you who have communion elements that you received at an in-person gathering or that you picked up from a communion pickup location, you can prepare to get those ready. If you don't have those, it's okay. You're welcome to continue to participate along using the Sacrament of Desire. And we'll share a little bit more about ways so you can get those communion elements uh, over the next few weeks later on in the gathering as well. But let's uh, begin with a moment of confession. And we will bring to mind the places in our own hearts and lives where what we have done and what we have left undone do not display the fullness of love uh, that we hope to give to God. And so would you join with me as we confess our sins against God and neighbor? Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed. By what we have done, 
and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole hearts. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry, and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your name. Amen. Take a moment now and just bring your heart before God. For the Lord has already shown you mercy. The Lord has already forgiven us. The cross of Jesus turns the ashes of our mourning into joy. And Jesus strengthens our weak knees when we still have a long ways to go. So friends of God, today, would you breathe in the great light on any place of darkness in your head, in your heart, or in the way that you have shown up in the world. Breathe in the great light and be lit from the inside that you might share some of that light to the world around you. Amen.